Hello, welcome to the Fitness for Humans podcast. My name is Mark. We are on episode 31. And uh, first off, I want to start by saying hello to uh, all of our listeners in the United Kingdom. Uh, according to our analytics, we have a uh, growing interest over there, uh, growing quite rapidly in the past couple of weeks. So I wanted to acknowledge that and say thank you. Um, in this episode, uh, I want to kind of clear the air on some stuff. Um, there is a lot of uh, kind of terminology thrown out there. And uh, for a lot of new beginners out there, uh, this is something that uh, can be a little bit confusing at times. And uh, I want to make sure that uh, we just kind of went over some, some things as far as what they mean and, uh, and uh, how to approach them. Um, if you're somebody who's uh, more advanced along, I, I apologize. Maybe this, this might just be a filler episode for you. But uh, as somebody who uh, has had trouble with these terminologies in the past, I wanted to make sure that uh, I touched base on them just because I find it can be very helpful and beneficial for people who are just getting started on their journey and maybe kind of suffer the same way I did as far as, uh, uh, you know, what, what does that mean? You know, I listen to a lot of uh, doctors and I read a lot of... Uh, uh, research, um, on certain things. And, uh, you know, and I come across words like, like, I don't know what that means, you know? So, I mean, it hasn't been so much of a problem lately, but, uh, you know, originally that was an issue for me. So, uh, I wanted to make sure that, uh, yeah, we were able to leave that for you if we can. So, uh, a term that gets thrown out, uh, is gut microbiome. Uh, a lot of things that, uh, you know, pertain to digestion. Um, you'll see this term come up a lot and, uh, you know, but basically, your gut microbiome just refers to your uh, living or living environment for your uh, bacteria that's in your stomach that helps aid in your digestion. Uh, now, taking care of your gut microbiome is a very important process uh, for both your uh, energy and your metabolism. Uh, now, there's a term that's uh, called mitochondria. You know, they talk about you know you hear you know people say things or you know you read about you know things saying about things that are important for fueling your mitochondria. And basically, uh, mitochondria are referred to as the cell's power plant. Basically, uh, they're they're basically just organelle of cells that you know fuel the cell. Um, they play a critical role in generating meta- metabolic energy, uh, and uh, they also provide other functions like regulate besides re- regulating metabolic activity. They promote cell growth. Uh, they help detoxify cells in the liver. They regulate cell death, regulation of your immunity, as well as uh, play a, a big role in your calcium balance. Now, things to help your mitochondria, uh, basically uh, protein helps protect your mitochondrial function. So making sure that uh, you're getting a uh, normal amount of uh, protein. Now, basically, a, a minimum amount of protein that's recommended for a daily value um, based on a, a normal 2,000 calorie diet for somebody who's not trying to build muscle or maintain anything. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's 45 to 55 grams of protein per day. Uh, that That's kind of what the recommended is. I, th- I think that's a bit low, but uh, I mean, uh, as far as having the minimum to kind of help uh, maintain your mitochondrial function, that's kind of where you want to be. Now, why do we need to know this? Uh, we need uh, to fuel the, and protect for proper health and metabolic function. That's basically what it comes down to. Uh, the mitochondria and our micro, gut microbiome plays such a huge role in all of that. Um, a term that uh, you'll hear that uh, kind of helps fuel your, uh, uh, your, your what do they call them, uh, your bacteria in your stomach for your digestion are called polyphenols. So what these are, are compound foods uh, found in plant uh, and uh, that kind of aid in your anti-inflammation process. And a couple other things that they really do for us are uh, help lower blood sugar, uh, help prevent blood clots, uh, lower risk of heart disease, promote healthy digestion and brain function. 
there's a long list of foods that are considered polyrich, uh, polyphenol rich foods. Um, and there's a bunch of different types of polyphenols, but, um, uh, this is something that I definitely would uh, suggest looking into. Maybe in the future we'll do an episode on this because there is a lot of things to go over when it comes to polyphenols. Uh, there's another doctor that I follow. Gosh, I, I should probably shouldn't even brought it up because I, I, I'm not sure I'm not allowed to say his name or not. Um, but uh, uh, he, he focuses on a lot of gut health and believing how the gut uh, is such an important part for uh, just our day-to-day function. I mean, as far as our, our longevity in this world, as well as our energy levels and our ability to burn fat, our ability to remain youthful. So uh, this is definitely something that's worth checking out. And like I said, you know, if, 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 you know, we get to it down the road, maybe we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit more, but there's a lot to go over as far as polyphenols, their benefits, as well as foods that contain polyphenols. So, uh, diving into some more fun stuff. Uh, we, I want to get into some gym terminology here. Uh, a term that we kind of use on this podcast too is a term called hypertrophy. Um, and basically this refers to growth of muscle cells. Uh, this is achieved through exercise mostly. I mean, I, the, 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 the hypertrophy is the process of, of, of like, it's the, the workout part of the, the growing of the muscles. Obviously, there's more to it than just working out. You've got to make sure you have proper uh, nutrition as well as proper rest. But, uh, you know, the exercise is, is, is a big part of that as well. And, uh, yeah, obviously, hypertrophy would be the opposite of atrophy, which is decrease in muscle cells. Uh, usually, this happens through malnutrition, age, and lack of physical activity. So, uh, making sure you're maintaining physical activity is, is one way to prevent atrophy. Now, uh, another terminology that you'll see, uh, you know, that's thrown out there as far as, uh, you know, how to work out and ways to work out, uh, a supersetting. Now, this is the form of training that involves doing two different lifts consecutively with no rest in between. Now, the benefits of this obviously are higher intensity, increased, it does help with increased muscle growth, and it's actually more efficient in exercising. A lot of times, you know, a lot of us have some, you know, some time restraints as far as what we're able to get in. And if you're somebody that has a very small window, as far as like, I've only got an hour to do so much in the gym, and you want to maximize that output in that hour, supersetting is an excellent way to go just because you're you're training almost twice as fast by doing uh multiple sets or multiple lifts uh at the same time not not simultaneously but uh kind of consecutively and rotating in between with your sets Another thing you see thrown out there is a term called drop setting. Now, this is something that uh, is another gym terminology that uh, basically it's, it's, it's you're starting with higher weight and then you're working out to failure with that weight and then you're decreasing the weight in subsequent sets with no rest. You're usually reducing your weight about 10 to 20% uh, with each uh, set that you do. And what this does is this increases your hypertrophy by activating muscle fibers to full potential. Uh, this is something that if you have time in the gym and you're not, you know, you're not really... Uh, rushing to get through. Uh, this is something that's actually a fantastic way for muscle growth. Um, this can help lifters break through strength plateaus as well, uh, because a lot of times you'll see that uh, you know the, the plateau is something that we've discussed in the past, and, and you know kind of ways to avoid that and prevent that. And if you ever hit that, this this may be one way as far as your strength training goes to kind of push through that. Uh, but this also is another good way to work out to achieve workout efficiency because uh, if you're uh, starting with uh, the heaviest weight and just working your way down, then once you get down to just the bar, you know, then, then you're done with that lift. Um, I, this can take a little bit of time, but if you're somebody who's looking to build muscle, you're going to be spending a lot of time in the gym anyway. So uh, this is something that uh, is, is a good thing for uh, uh, maximizing your, uh, your strength output. Now, dr- drop sets are better for endurance, uh, while supersets are technically better for your metabolism. So depending on your goal is something maybe that uh, you would uh, you know, consider before uh, deciding which one is right for you. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of where those things are at. Now, there's another term that uh, is used a lot called progressive overload. Okay, and what this is is working out to gradual improvement. Okay, so what basically examples of that would be like say you're starting at a certain weight. Say you're starting at 100 pounds and you're doing it. Doesn't matter what the lift. You're doing 10 reps at 100 pounds. Okay, the next time you go out there, you keep pushing through to those 10 reps. Uh, it, it's a failure. It, maybe maybe you're able to get 11th one in. All right. Maybe the next maybe a couple a week after that, maybe you're getting 12 in. All right. So when you get to higher reps, once you get closer to the 20 mark, then you're going to want to go increase the weight so that you're back down to doing 10 reps. Okay, this can apply to your cardio as well. So say you're doing sprints and you start with 10, focus on improvement every time out. Okay, so maybe this time you're 10, you get your 10 in, you're like, you know what, I have enough energy, I think I can do another one. You know, get another one, even if it's just one more, get one more in because it always starts somewhere. That's, you know, it's a fantastic place to start as far as, you know, just making sure that you're, you're taking those baby steps. Because like I said before, this is not something that happens overnight. This is, this is a lifestyle change, this is a process, and uh, it, it kind of applies to everything. So, uh, you know, if you're, anytime you're, you're out there, the whole point of this is not to maintain, it's not to stay stagnant, it is to focus on gradual improvement. And uh, that's kind of where pro progressive overload, the term progressive overload kind of kind of comes into play. So uh, let's recap the episode, all right? Uh, we've gone over a bunch of terminologies as far as uh, your diet as well as your gym. Uh, so make sure you're eating polyphenol-rich foods to assist your gut microbiome. Uh, get plenty of protein to help your mitochondria and implement more intense workouts to maximize hypertrophy and efficiency. So uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, hopefully this has all been beneficial for you. Until next time, so long.